This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Attacking Blues. I'm your host, Jimmy Funnel, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Lawrence. Um, yeah, <laughs> we've got a big show planned for today, kind of. Yesterday wasn't the nicest of experiences. Um, there are quite a few talking points, as you can see. The mood isn't necessarily the best, but we have to talk about it nevertheless. So, Lawrence... It's just you and me today once again. Um, we're going to talk about something that I personally don't want to. But before we do, as always, do subscribe to our YouTube channel. It would be very much appreciated. Follow us on our Twitter account, uh, at Attacking Blues, as it's now called. And do also subscribe on all the other platforms, the podcasting platforms that we're on. And give us a good rating on iTunes. With that being said, Lawrence, were you as pissed off as I were when that game ended yesterday? I was just baffled. Seeing seeing as how you're speaking about it now, I probably wasn't just as pissed off as you were. Don't know why, really. I don't know why it's... But right now, it feels a bit like the day after something bad happened. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Also, for me, being a student, it's co- I mean, it's not early, early, but it's earlier than usual. That I'm actually doing something on a Monday <laughs> during summer. Um, you know, just finished my coffee. Um, but yeah, it was very Italian. Very Italian, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think we kind of, all of us, overestimated ourselves a little bit after preseason. I think a lot of us made that mistake. And yes, you can say if first half goes slightly differently, if Tammy Abraham puts that in rather than against the post, if Emerson puts that in rather than against the bar or the post or whatever it was. And, um, you know, if United aren't, I don't know, what the most clinical team you've ever seen in your life, um, then it's a problem because, you know, Man United, when I, you know, did my research for, you know, for their preseason, they were never clinical. They had loads of chances in every single game they played, but never scored more than two, except when they played Leeds. Um, but now, I don't know where they had loads of chances and took bloody all of them, except Martial's first one when Zuma handed them a first goal early on already and they didn't take that one. But, you know, that was obviously a problem while we didn't do what we did in pre-season and just got a little bit worse because, you know, except against Gladbach, we were not extremely clinical, but pretty clinical because otherwise you don't score four against Reading, you don't score five against Salzburg and you also don't beat Barcelona, even if it's only a pre-season game. Yeah. Um, but the defensive frailties, they stayed. Um, and that is obviously a little bit of a problem. Of course, on here, I'm pretty sure we haven't spoken about David Luiz yet, which is obviously a whole nother matter. Because when we last recorded, you know, I was set to saying, oh, David Luiz, of course, has to be our first choice centre-back. I still stand by that. I still think that Frank Lampard believes that, or actually thought that. Um, but then things happened. Obviously, I spoke about this on my channel in very much you know, detail, so there's no point getting into this now because you know, it takes quite a while. But that is obviously a whole nother, you know, just cat's little fish or can of worms, whatever you want to call it, that is just a big problem. Because to me, it's a big loss. And to me, that was like with David Luiz yesterday, we don't lose 4-0. Um, 
Um, we might still lose, but I don't think we lose 4-0. And, um, yeah. Well, I mean, centre-back was a problem. Our defence was a problem. Can't lie about that. I mean, there were, there were a few problems there. Not only the defence, one has to be that oh. honest. For me, my personal uh, favourite was Pedro, who was absolutely diabolical. And to be fair, you know, in midfield, things weren't clicking either. Um, that Jorginho-Kovacic combination worked really well in the first half. They were dictating play, especially Jorginho. In the second half, it just got completely, oh, not out only outplayed, but overplayed because they just went through like a knife through butter. It was ridiculous. And our defence, I think we really have to talk about Cesar Spilicueta because people are saying, oh, why Reese James? You know, he's only a championship player. He's only shown what he can do there. Okay. Mount, Mason Mount yesterday was, for example, and I'm getting in a few things here, but, you know, it's just... We were everywhere yesterday, so we might as well be as well. So Mason Mount was brilliant yesterday. I thought he didn't take his chances, given um, we were restricted to only long-range shots. But, you know, he showed that he can keep up with a Man United team in the Premier League. Why couldn't Rhys James do that? You know, uh, there are several championship players. Daniel James, for example, looked really good against us yesterday. He was a championship player. If you've got it, you've got it. And Cesar Spilicueta is in the decline. We saw that yesterday. That I think it was the third goal, if I'm not mistaken, right? Lawrence. It was, yeah. I got outpaced, got completely burnt. Okay, well, then maybe it's time for Reese James. And I would say that Lampard's comments yesterday after the game, uh, what was it? He, he's going to play a big part for us, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Big role or something, yeah. I mean, if we're going to take that as, you know, this innuendo, what it seems like, then that might say to us, yeah, Rhys James will start in the future. Azpilicueta definitely hasn't warranted starting after an average preseason and a dreadful start to it. There's only one game in, I know that, but, you know, we have to already criticise here because this is a slow process and we're not going to criticise the manager. I mean, we can, of course, make an argument for the substitutions he made yesterday. Uh, I, I don't know how Pedro stayed on that field. Um, Barkley wasn't necessarily, you know, brilliant, but he was definitely better than Pedro. So I would have actually taken like him off for Pulisic and so on. But... Generally, it wasn't really the manager's fault. I mean, we can go through the goals. You know, say, what what do you think about that first goal? Which, well, first goal was a penalty, but leading up to that first goal. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Pedro lost the ball, then I guess Jorginho could just run by, even though he did make a smart tactical foul. But he was mm. just unfortunate enough that no one else around him seemed to be capable of doing that. Because yeah. even though he fouled the guy, the ball still stayed with United and they got the advantage. And then... Zuma was just a really clumsy challenge, like a really, really clumsy one. Yes, it was a quick turn by Rashford. It was Rashford that was fouled, wasn't it? Or was it Martial? Either one of the two, it doesn't really matter. Um, a quick turn, then, yeah, I think it was Rashford. And then Zuma just caught, caught the leg when he tried to win the ball back. It's clumsy. <laughs> well, what can you say? I mean, there, there was a lot of things you said there that I both agree and 
partly don't agree with. I mean, Mason Mount was probably or arguably our best player, probably alongside Emerson. Um, yes, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as saying he was brilliant. Like, you know, he would, comparatively. Was, yeah, comparatively, like, fair enough. Um, but you know, in general terms, wouldn't wouldn't have said he was brilliant. And Aspilicueta, I don't know. When he's running at full speed, it looks like slow motion these days. It's a bit of a problem. He's out of position because it feels like he's trying so hard to be offensively better that it's kind of harming his defensive game. Mm. I think if he just focused on the defensive side of things and wouldn't try to bump forward so much in the wrong moments and try to press as a right back and stuff when he's just not very good at that, then things will probably be a slight bit better. But at the moment, he's just not doing that. Maybe it's something that, you know, Lampard needs to just tell him. that, like A bit like back in the day with Mourinho. We had one fullback attacking, one fullback staying. It's not what we want to play. But if it stops us from losing 4-0, maybe that's something we should adopt. Um, and obviously, the whole Pedro scenario is is a problem, big problem. I, and you say the manager is not at fault. I'm not going to say Lampard is to blame for the whole thing here. But, I mean... Does anyone have any explanation why Pulisic didn't start? And don't come at me saying we need to ease him in. Mount wasn't eased in. Tammy Abraham wasn't eased in. So, what? I mean, Pulisic has played against Real Madrid, Champions League, Bundesliga games against Bayern Munich, you know, trying to fight for the title, okay? When he was there, except last season, they never really got that close. But still, fighting for the title in the Bundesliga. And now he's the guy that's not started. But instead, Ross Barkley's played out of position when he had a really yeah, I didn't good get that either. But at number 10, mm. right? You know, he didn't have a good preseason on the left wing. If any, <clears throat> sorry, if anyone of Mount and Barkley, which in my opinion is somewhat capable of playing on the wing, it's Mount, not yeah. Barkley. Agreed. And Agreed, then the whole yeah. Pedro scenario. So I get if Pulisic and Pedro start, right? Because we don't have any other wingers. But if you're going to start Barkley out of position or anyone of Mount and Barkley, why on earth is Pedro playing over Pulisic? Like, I'm sorry, Lamps, but did you not see preseason? Like, Pedro was shocking in every single game. He just scored that ridiculous goal against Salzburg. But he was horrible in every game. He didn't do anything ever, right? I mean, Pedro wasn't involved in anything good that we did all of preseason in any game. Like, I might sound a bit harsh, but he kept losing the ball. He was never involved in any goals. He kept putting his shots way over the bar or way wide, like yesterday, to be honest. Like, what's the point? He's way too slow. He's way too weak. He keeps the ball for way too long. Ross Barkley went back to that as well. Did it last season. Didn't do it in preseason. First competitive game. He's back to keeping the ball for way too long. Great. Um, don't know. I mean, I can't say it's when someone comes at him because Salzburg pressed us. So I can't really say it's just that. But there's problems in the first goal. Just to you know, kind of, kind of go mm-hmm. finish my circle off here. I mean, it's clumsy. It's just clumsy, and I think the first goal was an indicator of. Why we need Kante back in, uh, you know, starting games. The second half was an indicator of why we need Kante starting games, and the entire second half was why I kept saying, "Yeah, Jorginho and Kovacic are great when we have the ball and when we can press everybody, mm. but when we can't, then we're absolutely screwed." And also, mm. in my opinion, the second half showed why I prefer four-three-three over four-two-three-one because we only had a two-man midfield, basically, because you can't really count the three behind the striker as proper midfield to me. Okay, the wide ones, yes, but not the number 10. He's way too far forward and trying to press alongside the striker. Mm. And then it took United one, like, cross ball, and not even, like, an over-the-top cross ball, just a cross ball along the ground to pass our press in the second half. That's all it took, because 
Jorginho and Kovacic had to both move to uh, to one side to press. And as soon as one part a ball passed them, we were done. And then mm-hmm. the complete other side of the pitch was completely open. And that's when you have three midfielders, and that's when you're going to have those problems. That's why we very rarely saw that last season. Because, you know, whoever was on the other side was then still there to try and help out on the other side, the fullback. So, like, people have a go, go at me and saying, oh, Lampard knows what he's doing. You know, you're just a sorry fan, and that's why you want to play 4-3-3. No. No, I know what I'm saying. Like, at least, I know what I'm saying. I know why I have my opinion. And a two-man midfield doesn't do the trick these days, in my opinion. Like, Mason Mount, yeah, he did good. But did that number 10 help us score that many goals? Did it help us creating that many chances? No. I mean, did we really have chances? I mean, we had a couple. But the big chances we had kind of just fell to us. I mean, the Tammy Abraham one, you can't... Like, we didn't create that. Like, that just kind of bounced through. You know, yeah, but Tammy fell. Abraham did well. I thought he got... No, no, no. He did well, but it's not a chance we properly created. And I'm like, oh, we did well here to create this chance. And even when Emerson hit the hit the bar, the ball kind of just fell to him. Um, okay, one of the shots when he forced the hair into a safe, that was a decent pass by Jorginho to him. But he's not... I mean, I don't know what Lampard's tactics exactly are, but I'm pretty sure Emerson is not meant to be the guy that's going for the finish, right? I don't think that's the idea. Um, no. And generally, I don't like the fact that our left-back, no matter who our left-back is, seems to be our most dangerous player. We need to like start changing that. There's I get of- that, yeah. But one has to say, because Emerson's been getting so much flack over the last year, you know, so, you know even in our... Uh- WhatsApp group from the supporters group. There are some that just don't rate him, and I can't understand it. For me, Emerson is our best left back at the club. For me, he has, you know, he's not the best at everything, but he's good at everything that he does. We, when we got rolled yesterday, then it was on the right, oh, our right, not and their left. On our left, it was wasn't that bad. I, you know, I might be wrong, but I thought it was quite. Quite good, and just big shout out to Emerson. He was he was really good. He was our best player next to man. I agree, and also because you talked about those three man midfield. Uh yeah, of course one re- uh, one notices that one man less in midfield. Though one has to say Mount did work back. You know he was he was running his socks off yesterday. He really was, and he did work back very well. Of course, it's not enough to plug all the holes that then. Um, were created in that second half, just impossible, you know. I, I'm not even sure that if Kante would have been there, because we're in, we're in such disarray, you know, I'm not even sure he would have been able to plug all those holes, because, it, you know, Kante is a, a machine, but if, you know, the entire defence and the entire midfield crumbles, then it's very difficult for him to pull everything together as well. He can do that, but... You know, he can keep things together, but not when everything's already gone to shit. And at 3-0, everything was already gone to shit. You could see we had no confidence. We weren't able to string a few passes together. It was it was atrocious. And one thing also that Tammy Abraham, he was receiving a lot of hate after that game, saying he isn't Chelsea level, he isn't Chelsea material. I'm sorry, but there were also some who said he didn't hold up the ball once. That is bullshit. I'm not saying they was perfect yesterday. Far from it. He didn't get a lot of service uh, most of the times, especially in you know the twenty odd minutes that he played in the second half. But he held up the ball quite well at times. He had that great shot at the start of the game, which we, he was unlucky with. 
And he showed some great movement, which opened up uh, areas, especially in that first half, for our other players to run at United. And we were causing them massive problems. Uh, I don't understand. You know, he, he couldn't have done much more given the circumstances. Of course, one can always do better. He should have done better in certain um, in certain situations. You know, his lack of um, you know lack of really staying cool in front of goal and being clinical. That is something that we have to worry about and that he has to work on. But generally, yeah. and I agree with you. I don't understand why Pulisic didn't start yesterday. That is also one up. I wasn't very happy with the substitutions. Uh, and now that you mention it, that is also something where I say it. that could have been done better. But if he had a reasoning for doing that, okay. But then bringing on that half time, because one could see that entire first half, there were very few that were bad in that first half. You know, Zuma was very nervous. You could see that. One could fault, one has to fault him for the goal, you know, ultimately. But you know, he wasn't that good, but Pedro was our worst player on that field. If you want to do something, sub him. I'm telling you, I don't think that we would have uh, capitulated as we did if from the start we would have had someone in for Pedro because if someone continually loses the ball, is sloppy when he's passing, and you always have that United team run at you, first of all, it will give them confidence. Second of all, it will you know, rob you of any confidence because that team, shit, again, I have to run back and then the dangerous. Of course, that brings you out of your, your flow. You know, that makes no sense to leave him on the field. I don't get that. That, that is the only thing I would fault Lamps for. I won't fault him for Zuma's mistake. I won't fault him for the scoreline because, you know, once everything went to shit, Lamper can shout at them, can bark out orders as he did, but the team just collapsed, you know. That's something mentally that we've already been struggling and what Sari said last season, you know. Difficult. Very, yeah, very I mean, difficult. Every team to an extent, like, right after you concede, it's always when you're most likely to concede again. And that's just what happened yesterday. The second goal was awful defending and a slight bit of getting unfortunate with, you know, that is pro that is why people are on about Tammy Abram not holding the ball up well because that's the moment that they have in their head when he held mm -hmm. the ball up and Maguire held him, yes. But then he just fell over. Like to me, I like if that was the other way around, I would be a bit annoyed if that was given as a foul. I would understand why it would be given as a foul, but I would be annoyed. So I'm not gonna argue and say, oh, it should never have been a goal because that was a foul. I'm not gonna because I don't think it was that clear cut of a foul. And um, obviously, Tammy Abram against Maguire. They win the ball. They start the counter attack. We don't have a midfield. Like they just like a defensive midfield. They just completely run past it as if it isn't there. Mm -hmm. um, and then last I don't know what he was doing against Martial. Let's not even start talking about that because that was just horrible. Like, like honestly, it could not have been more obvious where that cross was going to go. Yeah. And he just like completely asleep, right? Um, and then obviously we concede ninety six seconds later. And to be fair, for the whole Pedro thing. Pulisic lost the ball before we conceded that goal um, because, you know, you kept going on about Pedro losing the ball. I completely agree about the whole thing, but still, in that case, it was, you know... I, I understand that, but, you know, Pulisic wasn't, you know, he was trying stuff. He was running past um, United players. 
And, you know, I'm not going to even count the last few minutes because then everything was over at 4 0 mm -hmm. anyway. But at that time, what you mean, okay, he lost the ball once, but, you know, Pedro lost it, I think, 10 to 15 times oh, yeah, in sure. that first yeah. half alone. Maybe exaggerating, but overall, it seemed that way. They definitely 10 times, I'm sure of that, but, you know, far too often. And Pulisic, and this is the argument that one has to make, is 20 years old. You know, he's young. This is his first game. It's a huge, huge rivalry between these two big teams. And he's at the theatre of dreams, you know, as one calls it. Pedro, I mean, I think there are very few players, especially in the Premier League, that have won more than Pedro. You know, he is... Probably no one. I no, probably that, no one, right? I was the only player that won more than Pedro. I, I, not in the Premier League, no. I mean, at Barcelona, you're going to have Messi, for example, that might have, you know, maybe not even him. I don't know. It's difficult. But point, 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 point being, he's got the experience. He's a veteran. He has to know better. If he gives the ball away two or three times, pull your shit together, keep things simple. But that is something that Pedro doesn't do. And I don't care about this shit that the pundits said. Well, at least he always tries. He can't fault him for effort. I don't care. You know, he can be the least effortless player. If he always brings his pass to the man, then I'm okay with that, you know? I don't, I don't accept that people will call you Jorginho and say you only do sideways passes. <laughs> Obviously, I'm missing, but people... Yeah, yeah, I, but you get what I'm saying. You know, there's no point in him running around like a lunatic, hassling, hassling the opponent if he's going to give the ball away 10 seconds later. Yeah, I mean... You, you said something earlier with the whole of, um, I'm not 100% sure how you worded it anymore, but no, I don't 100% agree with that. Everything, like, it was just, like, up until we went, went 2-0 down, it was okay, right? Up until we went 2-0 down, it was okay. Okay, the start of the second half wasn't incredible, but until we conceded that 2-0, I still felt we were a slightly better team. Both teams weren't good at the start of the second half, I thought, but I still thought we were slightly the better team so you know it is a problem that we just didn't create enough but one thing I do want to touch on is I think if Pulisic starts that game we're probably in the lead at half time not necessarily because he scores but out of nowhere we have someone with pace and in the first half we had loads of spaces to attack loads of them mm -hmm. and we had no one to run into them I mean Pedro's slow Mason Mount is alright but he's not exactly Pulisic quick Barkley was just stood there most of the time anyway, um, giving the ball away or just, you know, looking at people, why are you not passing straight to my feet? Why do you make me run? Kind of thing. Um, yeah. I'm going back to my Barkley agenda, but he annoyed me at times yesterday, um, even though he had some decent moments as well, to be fair to him. But my problem is, right, you can't play in a 4-2-3-1. You can't try and play attacking football if you don't have a single player in your team that can beat an opponent 1v1. Because Pedro is not capable of doing that. Like, he's too, way too slow in the first five yards. He can't beat anyone, right? Let's be honest. The only thing he's good at is shooting, and even that he wasn't good at yesterday. And then when you... The only player we have that's, you know, since Hazard left and with Hudson Doy injured, that is actually good at one we one situations is Pulisic. And then leaves him on the bench. Like, I'm not going to go into or any, anywhere near Lampard out or any of this crap. But, you know, I'm not going to be that guy that says, oh, Lampard is a, is a legend, so I'm not going to criticise him. What? Imagine, imagine Sari leaves Pulisic out yesterday. People would have wished death upon him. And Lampard, their way fans sit there and sing his child's name like 
you know, when we lost 4-0. And I like that. Nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that with chanting his name and giving support. But I don't understand what warrants it now and what didn't warrant it last season. I don't get it. And I know he's a Chelsea man and this kind of crap. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, he's not, he, like, he's not Petr Cech that sat there as a technical advisor. He's the manager that's actually meant to do a job here, right? You know, I mean, I know Cech is as well, but he's just an advisor. It's not that deep. So, you know, I mean, he, he should be criticised for that. I don't, I don't understand how you could ever come to the conclusion of not starting Pulisic after watching our preseason. I know I keep going on about it. We just don't get it. Because, like I say, we had so much space to run in behind and had so much space to attack. Even if Pulisic himself doesn't score, the fact that he pulls defenders way more than any of our other attacking three did, or attacking four, I guess, with his pace, that would have opened up a lot more space for all the other players, would have opened up more space for a Barkley for a Mount to shoot from distance with a little bit more space around them and maybe slightly closer to the box. And definitely would have given a little bit more service to Demi Abraham because the only service he really got was when it was the through ball, which was difficult because under Lampard, it seems to, especially when we play the 4 3 one we barely attack down the middle. We only go down the wing and then we cut to the middle around the box. We never really properly attack down the middle. At least that's what also the, the stats showed when like how much, how many of our attacks went either which side and, you know, including the middle. Um, so that seems to be a thing. Then obviously, if your wingers are Barkley and Pedro, well, dies your striker not going to get any service. I mean, he got one good ball all game and that was an Aspie cross. And that he could have done slightly slightly better with, but we had like one good cross all game. I mean, Emerson barely tried to cross because he always tried to shoot. <laughs> but um, still, like it, it's a like it was a problem, and I, and so honestly, I don't get it. And coming back to the defense, because I think we do need to touch upon it. Um, the whole Zuma thing, I felt for him yesterday. I really did. Like that first mistake when he just passed it to Martial, like that ruined him. Like if that doesn't happen, I think he's probably fine today. Like after that, he seemed so nervous. He was fine when he controlled that ball. But once he passed that ball, every time he got the ball, he looked so nervous. Every time he got it. But then, before he made the mistake, he looked fine. He looked completely fine. It well, just to, be, to be fair, nothing had happened before that. You know, United hadn't actually tested our defence before that. But he looked comfortable on the ball, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, on the ball, he looked a little bit more comfortable. And generally, I mean... It's easy to just blame the centre-backs, yeah? But centre-backs need protection, and Jorginho and Kovacic don't offer protection. And that's not having a go at either Jorginho or Kovacic, who both did decent enough yesterday. Jorginho had the most interceptions on the pitch. Kovacic won 10 of 11 duels, which is a really good stat, fair play to him. Mm. Um, which I, I didn't actually realise when watching the game, just when looking at the stats after, I was like, we won 10 out of 11 duels, fair play. Um, you could also argue that you know, those stats don't always show everything because sometimes he didn't get in the duel because he got just done and then he can't even try win the ball because he doesn't get into the duel, if that makes sense. Um, but still, I didn't think either of them two were bad. I thought Jorginho, especially first half, had a really good game. Kovacic sometimes got a bit caught up in like in loving his dribbling a bit too much. Um, but generally, both of them were good. But they're just not Kante. And... Um, you know, Jose Mourinho, after the game, made an interesting point about, and I'm not going to go into, oh, he, we need, like, less youth or whatever. Like, for some reason, he didn't like Mason Mount's performance, which is a bit weird. Um, but what I thought was interesting is, he said, if William is injured, fair enough. But if he's just not 100% fit, why on earth is he not here? Because you don't need to be 100% fit to play 20, 30 minutes. Uh -huh. 
And I mean, I'm not going to argue. Doesn't want to risk it, maybe. Sorry. Yeah, but if like surely Mourinho would know whether, like, if it's just about fitness rather than being like, as in in physical shape rather than being not injured. Like that's what Mourinho said. You don't need to be fit. And I'm, I'm not, I mean, I, I don't know better than Mourinho in that case. I mean, I've not been a manager ever. And then he also said, if Kante can play 30 minutes almost, which he did, he can start. And that is a fair point. Yeah. If you can I, play 30 minutes, you can play 60 minutes and then take him off. No, like, yeah, no, I can agree with that. I mean, like I say, I'm not like Lampard might have his reasons for that. I'm just saying that's what Jose Mourinho said, obviously, as him being the pundit yesterday. Um, and that, that was an interesting shout. And I still can't wait to see how much of a difference Kante makes. Because, well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens when Rudy goes back. Does he replace Christensen? Does he replace Suma? Does he replace Nida? We'll have to wait and see. I assume he's probably... See, sorry, I'm going on on a kind of a monologue here. But what I'm... Because in pre-season, it was clear that it was going to be Zuma and, and David Luiz, right? That, that was pretty obvious to me, because that's always what started. Not um, for me. For me, it was David Luiz and Christensen. Yeah, but I David Luiz Christ- didn't barely play together in pre-season. Yes, but those were the two best centre-backs from our pre-season, in my opinion. I, oh, yeah. No, I, 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 still, I still think that Zuma will play a big part here. I think he's, you know, it'd be unjustified to say, oh, he's crap. But... He's not going to be our starter, even oh, with no, no. Oh, coming back in. I'm not even sure whether I agree that Christensen was that much, that much better. I didn't think Christensen was pretty good in, in pre-season. I did. You know, not saying Super was, but the way Lampard kept starting them together, for me, made it very obvious that they're going to be the starting partnership against United if Luis, if this Luis situation didn't happen. Because if he wanted Luis and Christensen to start, why, why did they barely ever play together? Like, you need to get them playing together if you want to start them together. So that's why it seemed like Zuma and, and David Luiz for me. Um, but now, with Christensen being more like Luiz, you know, kind of Christensen needs to be in there because I don't think really getting Zuma works. I just can't see that. No, neither do I. The people calling for that. I think they're mad, really, barking mad. I think Rudy and Christensen was played last season at some point and it didn't work well but it's nevertheless our Neither best choice ever worked well nah. but you know the thing is i think that will be our best choice because rudiger's the guy who's got the pace and is really strong in the tackle christensen has the ability to you know spread it out wide which i mean he hasn't got the you know the passing ability of louise but no one has you know very few players do in the prem and um, and he, yeah, no, that's true. You know, he's like a uh, what's it called, quarterback in in football. But what Christensen can do is that he can patrol around, and I thought he did quite well at, in the first half. For example, uh, Marshall Dow, um, Marshall, who you know he's got immense pace, did well. That will have given him quite a bit of confidence, and I thought. Next to Emerson, he was our best defender. You know, it wasn't difficult against the other two. Yeah. But what I want to say is Zuma deserves another chance. Oh, Once Rudy really goes back, he has to go out. And he can, you know, try and compete for us uh, for a spot, no doubt. But, you know, it's just the way it is. But, you know, before before we go into um, um, the next game that we're going to come up for, I want to mention something very, very important, and that's how will Lampard react to this? Because I think this is something which is decisive. 
it's not, I don't think I know this is going to be decisive because is he going to change something on the formation? Is he going to continue playing Barkley out of uh, position? Is he going to change something up front? Will he, you know, try and um, make the defence push up more? Because there was yesterday, again, the problem that the rest of the team was pushing up quite far. Then our defence was just, you know, not, not high enough. And we got completely fucked. So, in that respect, I, I, I really am interested to see how Lampard... Um, yeah. reacts this. I mean, we heard him after the game yesterday, but it'll be interesting to see what he does because words are great and all that, but if we then end up playing the same crap again um, with the same players again, I'm all for it. I think it's difficult to make an argument for Barkley deserves to be out after yesterday instead of Mount, uh, you, know, you know, Mount having to go out because he played out of position. Barkley's never played well on the wing. Neither yeah. Everton, you know, neither for Everton nor for us. So it's very, it would be very harsh to say he has to go out because of that. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest, even though I'm not Barkley's biggest uh, fan. But, yeah. you know, someone else has to play on that wing. Callum hudson Doy is back in training. It seems light training, which is good. Reese James should be back soon as well. When you say soon, when exactly is Reese James meant to be back here? Well, is he had surgery like what three weeks ago? I don't know how long it is. I think it's already a month now. Maybe, maybe, maybe wrong here. But point is, you know, surgery depends what kind of surgery they did. You know, oh, there is surgery yeah. where he Maybe. might be, you know, and also, you know, each body reacts differently. There have been reports that said he will be back at the start of September. Lampard's comments seem quite, you know, indicative of um, that also being the case. Hudson Doyle should be back, uh, I'd say, mid-September at the latest. So that's good. Mm. Not to cheat, long way away. Rudigan, William are back. Don't know how much that will complement us. I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm not confident in Rudiger at the moment and neither in William. Just my perception. Rudiger is better on the ball than Zuma was yesterday. Oh, oh, okay, I yes. I pretty good that. Like, he's, he's a calm guy. He's a bit of a leader, which we kind of lacked yesterday. Like, sure. to wake everyone up, which is what we lost when we saw David Luiz, and that is what Rudiger does. So that's why he probably ends up starting, because otherwise you don't have anyone. Um, sure. But go on, finish but, your point. You know, I, I don't, still don't think that Rudiger is going to be the solution to our defensive problems. Oh. You know, he, he, he's not going to be this key that unlocks the defence to make, you know, bring them into lockdown. It's not going to happen. Changes have to be made. I really do think that come, let's say, November, it will be Emerson, uh, Rudiger. One of Christensen and Zuma, for me, it has to be Christensen after this one game. We'll have to wait and see over the, you know, the next few ones. And then it will have to be Reese James because the thing is, Aspilicueta isn't going to get better again. He's in the decline. That's just something that comes with age. It's been in the works for quite a while now, ever since he changed back from right centre-back to right-back. Phase him out. You know, he was still very important to this team. But if Reese James makes those mistakes at right-back, you know, after showing so much promise, at least he can grow with that. He can develop. Lampard can tell him what he had and all the coaching staff. 
can tell him what he has to do better. He'll grow out of that. That you know, we can play Zappa Costa there, but I don't think that's a you know very sensible because he's going to leave at some point, either in January or in in, in the next summer to twenty. So give him the minutes. If this really is a this is a season of transition, give him the minutes. We've had seasons of transition for about five years now. <laughs> True, but this is. I mean, if there's one season of transition that you'd pick out and say, this is really a season of transition, it's this one. You know, we're using youth with, under a ban. We're in a complete new territory with Lampard, who hasn't got any credentials, if we're honest. And um, I'm not going to say we took him a sentiment because, you know, this can work. But, you know, it's, it's, I think it makes sense that we really do. Give Reese James the the chance. No point really persisting with Aspilicueta over time, and I'm not saying from one game to the other, but slowly ease him in and let him take over Aspilicueta's spot. Yeah. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm Carol, and we're the hosts of Retro Late Fee. We are stuck in 1994, and we can't get out. We're watching all the movies and TV shows that you probably remember, I guess. Somehow we're speaking to you through some kind of time portal. Right. Uh, Join us every week for great movies and TV shows from 25 years ago. (laughs) It's fun, I swear. To be honest, I think at this point very few people are actually debating that. The only thing that some people are constantly pointing out is play as a centre-back. To me, he's a bit short. But I keep saying that, and maybe it's something to try out him and Rüdiger. I mean, you get what I mean? Like, yeah. try it out. I mean, it can't uh. be that much worse than it was yesterday. I know he's short, and don't do it against the Burnley, where they play two up top and we'll just put one of their tall strikers against Aspie and just hit long balls to it. Of course not. Mm. But against the United, against the City, it's probably not the worst shout. Like, against the City, how many times does City actually cross the ball, like, off the ground? Barely ever. So you could probably start him a centre-back just fine. Um, so it's definitely something that possibly should be considered. Um, I want to go back to basically what you started with, the, the whole point. Does Lampard change anything? Mm. I, I think you're being a little bit too pessimistic here because we really weren't that bad first half. No, right? no, no, no wait. A lot of good things and I don't necessarily think that we... I'm not saying he's to... not doing it, Lawrence. I'm just saying what will he change? That is something he has to react. Yeah, I'm not saying he won't do that, you know. Because you made it sound now as if, you know, oh, this is all going to go this year. He's not going to change anything. I'm oh, not no, no, saying... No, no. I, meant, I meant about yesterday. Does he... Is there that much that needs to be changing? Or is right. it just like clinicalness and we win the game comfortably? Which we probably do. If Temi scores that, I'm confident we win that game. Because once our team, with that midfield and that what we had, once we're in control, we're cruising. Like, and it doesn't matter who you are, except your Man City and Liverpool, I guess. It doesn't matter who you are. We'll pass you around the pitch and you can run around and you can go run. We'll be fine. Like, that's no problem. But where are our goals coming from? Like, we'll have to wait and see how it is when Pulisic starts, which he obviously hopefully will on on Wednesday. And, you know, will pretty much every game. Um, And the whole, you know, debate of what you said um, with Barkley playing out of position. Try him out wide. You know, try him out on the right. A bit like Kevin De Bruyne. Example. you can try that a bit like, like, like I say, like De Bruyne. Start Pulisic on the left. And then once William is back, it, will, it hopefully will be Pulisic and William anyway. Because as much as I think we could try him out, out there, 
I'm not a fan of playing either of Barkley or Mount completely out of position like that. Uh, I think we'll have plenty of games for both Mount and Barkley to get sufficient game time um, rather than to always have to play one of them. I think we'll have plenty. Whether one of them plays the Carpets in the Champions League and the other one plays the league, it doesn't really matter that much. I don't think there's that much between them at the 10. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it doesn't really matter that much which of them plays right now. The only thing you could argue, Mount is the younger one, so play the younger one because we seem to be going for youth right now. Um, I don't think Barkley's significantly better than him, um, you know, even at the 10. But we'll have to wait and see what, what that changes, right? When William is back and when Pulisic starts because, I mean, if I was Lampard, I wouldn't change anything after that. Like, if we, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about Liverpool in a second. If we lose against Leicester and then if we lose the game after that whichever it is I can't remember um, then he might need to look at changing things around formation wise tactics wise whatever you know because we all have to expect a loss against Liverpool let's be honest but I mean other than that I don't I don't think he needs to change something I think Kante needs to start we need to see what that does Pulisic needs to start we need to see what that does and only then in three or four games can we really decide is what Lampard's doing here right now you know, with given time and with given Hudson Doyle's coming back, Ruben's coming back, all of that. This need to change something right now for it to work a little bit better. I think I don't think he should change something. I think he should tr- trust the players, some of the players to an extent, say, You did this well first half. We got a bit unlucky with the goal we conceded, you know, that the ball when Jorginho fouled the guy to just take the yellow, that the ball kept going on to United player, you know, nine times out of ten. We get that ball, it's a free kick, nothing happened. Um, you can call that slight unfortunate. You can also say, out of the second goal, the Zuma was fouled in the United box, or was it the third goal, Which, whichever goal it was. Ahead of one of the goals, the Zuma was fouled in the box, and then they counter-attack us. Yeah, you know, you, you can debate all of those things. And someone said VAR, you know, VAR. And yeah, you know, it's meant to stop goals. Like, why is an offside different to a clear foul in the build-up? VAR can't look at everything. Like games would be at least a hundred minutes long every game, and you can't do that. Um, but you know, obviously, I, I did touch on Liverpool there, you know, a second ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I think it's something that we need to talk about, even though none of us want to. I, I was meant to go to Istanbul, but then something came up which meant I couldn't, which was very disappointing. Not sure how disappointed I am about it now. I mean, I always thought that we'd lose, but if we get battered four 0 by United, I don't really want to know what's going to happen to us against Liverpool. But, you know, um, it's United aren't that good. Like, they, they seemed a lot better defensively, but we weren't that great attacking, you know, going forward. Let's not forget that our attacking three um, were Pedro, who was shocking, Mason Mount, who played his first ever Premier League game, and Ross Barkley out of position. So, just the fact that we didn't create much against them doesn't necessarily mean that United have a good defence now. So, because there was a lot of things... Like, if you think about the fact that how bad Pedro was all of pre-season and that he started, and that Barkley played out of position and that Mason Mount played his first Premier League game, it's a bit crazy that Lampard starts that, right? When, when you have Pulisic on the bench. Like, I know I keep going back to that, mm-hmm. but it's a bit crazy to ever, to ever even contemplate that three to me. Um, yeah. but Liverpool, Let's get to Liverpool, yeah. What do we expect from that? Do we expect a lot of rotation? Do we expect pretty much the same team? How seriously will Liverpool take it? Is it also another question? And um, what do you say about Liverpool playing on Friday and us playing on Sunday? Also, Liverpool being at home and us being away. 
Well, regarding the schedules, uh, you know, what's there to say? It's always the same crap in that respect. You know, yeah, but does, it, does it make a difference? Do you think, or is it irrelevant? I don't think it makes a difference because Liverpool's got a very good squad, and I don't. I think he's going to go all out. He will want to win this cup. Will want to win it. I'm pretty sure about that. And if we're honest, if he plays uh, as a team, anything like the one that beat Norwich, uh, was it four one? Yeah. Then we're going to have a problem if we don't take our chances again. And I think that's going to be interesting to see. I don't think he's going to play with the exact same team. Uh, we've got to Lampard now. I think we're going to see Tomori come in, for example. Um, I do, yeah. I, I do think tomorrow will come in. Not sure about the others. I could imagine, for example, um, another striker playing. So either Giroud or Bashwai would make sense that Bashwai plays, you know, or is at least on the bench. I don't think Tammy Abraham will feature. Might be completely wrong, but just what I feel. We don't know how much he's going to actually rotate, you know, squad wise yet. He no, didn't rotate no. that much for Derby, though, did he? This is a completely different situation. I know we can't compare this like apples and oranges at the moment. Maybe, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But that is, that's not as much important. Point is, I do think we'll get, both teams will take it seriously. Whether we'll win, of course, we'll rob the confidence at the moment. But we'll just have to wait and see. You know, Pulisic will start in that. I'm pretty hey, dead better. certain about that. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I think we could also see uh, William or Rudiger start, uh, you know, being on the bench. Um, Kante will start as well. It'd be a good opportunity to see whether Kante and Kovacic works. But, you know, I don't want to go into too much debate because we're going to uh, end the podcast soon on after your note. But that will be an interesting thought from my point of view. I mean, that's another thing I have to criticise. If, if Kante starts Wednesday, sorry, Lamis, what are you doing? Like, how you how you prioritising the Super Cup? Like, you needed to play Sunday. The league is what matters. You know, if I don't, I never believed that we'd make top four, but it's the aim nonetheless for Lampard, for the club. So you need to play him. Like, who cares about the bloody Super Cup? Like, I know it's a trophy we haven't won yet, but at the end of the day, who cares? Because, you know, you should have played. Not on bloody Wednesday. And same goes for Pulisic. Try to help Barkley out of position in a game that barely matters. Try it in that game. Not against United at Old Trafford in the first Premier League game of the season. I'm not sure about Tomori starting. I, I, to be honest, I personally don't see that happening. They're just centre-backs. They barely run anyway. So, you know, they're not exactly going to be tired. Centre-backs don't need rotation like other positions do. Um, it's going to be interesting whether it's Jorginho and Kovacic, uh, Jorginho and Kante, or Kovacic and Kante. Obviously, Kante came on for Jorginho in, in the game. Probably that was just for a bit more intensity because of how the game was going. But against Liverpool, if anything, that's probably what we need. Against defensive teams, we should, or slightly more defensive teams, we should probably go with Kovacic. <laughs> Jorginho and Kante rather than Kovacic and Kante. We'll have to wait and see what Lampard does there. I'm interested to see what he does. And about the striker situation. I mean, I don't even understand why Giroud's on the bench. I don't know what Bajuai has been doing. Like, he wasn't awful. Like, he wasn't incredible in preseason, but arguably was better than Tammy Abraham. Like, I thought he did well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tammy. There's a. There's like I know he scored against. Um, what was it? Barcelona. Barcelona. Mm. Even that was more luck than anything. 
but like the way it kind of bounced off him into the goal, like he didn't mean that. <laughs> like kind of took a heavy step and it just, all right, I scored great. He hasn't really scored much. His link-up play has been that good, in my opinion. Like there was a couple of layoff passes he tried yesterday that really weren't good. So mm. then, but still he plays like that though. Okay, bit more. he's basically playing like Giroud. Not that he's like Giroud, but he's playing like Giroud just with more base. And neither of them ever win headed, so it kind of doesn't matter. But I don't understand why Giroud is on the bench when you have Tammy Abram who's 6-2 starting. Like, when you had Morata, when you had Higuain, having Giroud on the bench, of course, makes sense because he's a different option. But with Tammy, it's not that different, so I don't understand why Bacuaya is not a bench. I don't get it. Um, so that will be interesting. I don't think either of us are expecting anything but a loss in that game. Anything else would be surprising. Obviously, there's no draws. Um, but on pens, we might win. So maybe we can take it to a pen, but we don't have Mourinho, we don't have a defence, so we can't play nil-nil. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that is the problems we face. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, I think it makes a little bit of a difference, not for Liverpool, the, the fixture thing, but for us, you know, because Sunday to Wednesday is a bit short. Um, we'll have that a couple more times this season, yes, but usually you'll play Saturday if you have Champions League in a week. Yes, most of it, or oh, sometimes you'll play on the Tuesday after Saturday, which then is the same gap. But, but usually your opponent didn't play two days before you, um, which does make a little bit of a difference in preparation for the game as well. You know, just preparing for the opponent, it makes a difference because you have two more days in recovery and whatever. And their squad is the better squad anyway. So if anything, it affects us like the other way around. It probably would have been a fairer situation mm-hmm. than this way around. Um, but it is what it is. And guys, I think we're going to leave it here. It was very depressing. Unless you have something to add, Jimmy, but it was very depressing yesterday. Um, it started off well, and I think if things go slightly differently, we win that game and we're here talking about a completely different situation. And I also think if we lose like 2-0, 3-1, 2-1, none of us are that fast. Like we know this season's not going to be that good. People just hope that United were worse than what they are. You also have to say that Sosha has obviously been here for like six, seven months now, and Lampard has been here for a month and a half. Makes a difference. Um, and also United were at home. But if we don't lose by four, every, nothing's as bad. But obviously a 4-0 scoreline just makes every fan depressed. Obviously it does. I mean, understandably so. And it makes it just makes everything seem a bit worse than it actually is because we conceded two silly goals within 96 seconds of each other. You know, if that doesn't happen, we're fine. Uh, I, I know it's easy to say if that doesn't happen. But if at least only the first one happens and then... I mean, that was a ridiculous ball by Pogba, let's be honest. Ridiculous. That doesn't always happen, that pass. Um, but, yeah, it's on to Liverpool and then it's on to weekly games until the Champions League and the League Cup come in, of course. It's going to be interesting when Apadar is going to be interesting who plays and, you know, we can only hope that some of our injured players come back as soon as possible. But, um, yeah, Jimmy, do you want to add a couple of more things before we finish it off? No? Okay, no. So, guys, we're absolutely going to leave it here now. Like Jimmy said in the beginning, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Drop a like on this video. If you did enjoy it, leave us your thoughts in the comments down below on everything that we spoke about. Um, obviously, follow us on the iTunes and the Spotify and whatever. Um, you know, listen to the podcast there. Give us good ratings. That would be really appreciated. And, of course, check out our Twitter account. Um, Attacking Blues on Twitter is, the, I guess, the channels and the podcast account. Um, and of course, our individual Twitters, which are Love1507 is mine and Jimmy Funnel CFC, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, the links are down in the description. But yeah, we're going to leave it there. It's upwards and onwards. Up to Chelsea.